What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Discord. That's off the floor. That's where we're putting things first, everybody. Before it goes to Twitter, before it even goes to the podcast, we put it on the host updates on there. Just $2.99 per month, and that's not the only channel you get. You also get a main thing chat. You can chat with other Heat fans. You can talk about other NBA games on that chat. We've got a not hoops chat. We've got a fantasy gambling chat. We've got a music culture chat. You can also find our promo deals. It's all right there on Off the Floor, $2.99 per month, much better than the old Off the Floor. So if you subscribe there, you should be subscribed here. Find the link right here in the description on the YouTube channel, on the podcast feeds, and pinned to the top of the Five Reasons Sports Twitter page. Also check out Better Edge. That is our gambling partner. And this is legal. And here's the great thing about it. We know something else is legal in the state of Florida right now, but there you can't find the line you want. you got to take the line that they give you. On Better Edge, it's a marketplace. So you can search for the line that you want. It affects the payoffs. But again, you're in control. So check it out, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN or 5Reasons, the number 5 and Reasons. And you get $20 right away to play. And now... Today's episode. Down to this game. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Make sure you check out the 48-minute episode. We went the full 48 that Greg Sylvander and I did on the Kyle Lowry situation. And I can tell you that an entire NBA game. Pretty much. Uh, 95% of what we discussed in there, uh, we stand by it. It held up. We have added to the other 5%. I've done that on off the floor 
Uh, so I'll just say this at the very top here before we get to the topic of today's episode and today's floor plan. What happened with Kyle Lowry on Friday, and again, as we're speaking here on Sunday, because this is when we're recording the episode a few hours before the Heat play in Orlando, we don't know if Kyle's going to be in the starting lineup today. I was told he could be, but don't count on it. So as some of our friends say, it could go either way. Uh, but basically what happened was, and I got this confirmed by a high-level source, that Kyle didn't make shoot-around on Friday, that he flew back separately from the team and from Toronto. They knew about it, so it's not like they were unaware of the situation. They also knew that he was delayed, but he didn't make it to shoot-around, and that's not the first time, by the way, that he hasn't. But also, at times, Jimmy hasn't. Um, the team, I think, uh, I don't want to say they've gotten more lax about that policy, but I just I know that it's happened in other occasions. And what, how it affected this situation was Eric Spolscher was considering a starting lineup change because he wanted to keep Niko Jovic in the starting lineup, which I think is newsworthy in itself, against uh, the Atlanta Hawks. And at that point, Trey Young was not ruled out. So if you're going to include Jovic in the starting lineup, you needed to have somebody else in the starting lineup who could guard Trey without Jimmy having to do it. And so his intention was to put Caleb Martin in the starting lineup, but he planned to discuss it with Kyle, but Kyle wasn't there. Then a couple of hours passed, and they got the news after shoot-around that Trey would not be playing, that he was out for the game. But Spolster decided to keep it as he intended with Caleb Martin in the starting lineup. So I think when I suggested on the previous podcast that it was disciplinary, um, which I know other reporters had the same information or used that word, that might have been a bridge too far. It wasn't necessarily disciplinary, but there were a, 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 a lot of events that led to Kyle not starting. And then, of course, Kyle, after the game, uh, Barry Jackson of the Herald and I approached Kyle in the locker room. And after, I guess, Ira was the one who asked Spolstra about it, and he said it wasn't disciplinary, et cetera. Uh, Kyle said if Spo just wanted to look at something different but that he expected to remain the starter. So that's where things are. So I think to characterize it as disciplinary, which is something I said on the previous podcast, might have been a little too far, but I can tell you that the person who told me that said that generally what we discussed in the podcast was all true. And, you know, again, 95% of it was dead on point. So uh, we stand by all of that, and we'll see where the situation goes. But one of the places the situation could go, Alex, and this is why I brought you in for this one, is they could go get a point guard because they don't have a point guard on the roster that they want to start. <laughs> like that, that that's, that's the big takeaway from this, that, you know, the Kyle wasn't supposed to be the starter this year at the very, you know, best case scenario, they were hoping to bring him off the bench, manage his minutes and have him do something, you know, effective for him towards the playoffs. That was what they wanted to do. It didn't turn out that way because they didn't have another point guard on the roster. Jimmy was out early in the season they had to elevate Kyle's minutes uh, beyond where they wanted them to be. They're now around 28 a game, but for a while they were in the 30s. And so he's had a bigger role than they intended. And let's just be honest, and I've gone through some of the numbers, he's not produced. I mean, not to the level of other starting point guards in the NBA. And uh, maybe you can say that's not what his role is, but I mean, he, he in January he hasn't had more than three field goals made in a game. And at a certain point, you got to get some production out of that position. So there are two names that keep coming up more than any other. You and I have discussed Tyus Jones. We've discussed Spencer Dinwiddie. We've discussed Monte Morris. There are other point guards they could go get. Sexton. But the two, Colin Sexton, who we probably should talk about a little bit more, right? Because he's he's been kind of playing re at a really high level for Utah. Playing really well. That's why I don't even know if he could be had in his Danny Ainge and all that. 
Correct. Right. The Danny Ainge factor. But the two guys that, that get brought up the most. So the one who hit the game winning shot against the Heat the other day, DeJounte Murray. And the other one is Terry Rozier. And, and I can tell you that Greg and I have both heard from different sources that the one to focus on more for the Heat is Rozier. Um, but it doesn't mean that they couldn't make a play for Murray. So I'm just going to go through their contractual situations and then I'm going to let you go through their basketball fit and what you think might be worthwhile to move for them. And again, this is not a report that they're going to get either of them or even that they're going to go hard after either of them. But they're two names, obviously, that are out on the market at a position of need for the Miami Heat. And I think they know it's a position of need, um, which is why they've been tinkering with so many starting lineups. And we don't know, again, if those starting lineups are going to include Kyle uh, into the near future. So here's here's Terry Rozier's contract situation. He uh, This year, he signed a contract before the 22-23 season. And it seems kind of high at the time, but he's playing at a high level this year. So this year, he makes $23.2 million. Next year, 24.9. He's got a partial guarantee for 26-6 in the 25-26 season. So two seasons from now, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. So he'll hit the market again when he's 32. By the way, that's the same time that DeJounte Murray could hit the market because Murray signed an extension. He's not playing under this extension right now, but he signed an extension. Next year, he'll make 24-8. The year after 26-8, the year after 28-8, and then he has a player option at age 31 for 30.7, roughly 30.8, becomes an and if he if he exercises that player option to stay with it, he'll become a, a unrestricted free agent in the year 2028. Uh, you know, at that point. So a little bit after two years after Rozier would. So I'll just get to this. Your view on the value of their contracts. Mm. Honestly, I don't really have a hot take when it comes to their contracts. I feel like both of them, uh, if, if we're talking about both of them here, I think they're both pretty fair. I, I think it's about where they're at and their, where their production is at. And it, it to me, it's just about, like, do the Heat think it's worth taking on um, long-term money? Because I know that you and, and Leif have heard that you know, throughout the past few months or whatever, that that's kind of one of their, their big emphasis. Like, I'm sure they would take on long-term money for the right guy. Do they consider a Rozier or a Murray to be the guy to worth to be worth taking on long-term money for? It's for, for me, that's the question. But I don't feel too strongly about either contract. To me, it's more about, you know, the stuff that I'm sure we're going to get into as far as their fit on the team. And after that, maybe you consider the contract because it's like, you got to talk about what their roles could project to be and whether or not you think the production goes up or down or can they be optimized and all those types of things. Because I think that's after that sort of conversation is where I feel like the contracts can be analyzed because it's like, okay, like they might be worth that right now. Will they be worth that price? Not to mention what they'll have to give up um, if you're just slotting them onto the heat because in both situations – you're not moving on from any of your like best players. So it's not just as easy as slotting somebody in. You have to, you know, figure out how, how, how it's going to work out. And I think that's where it gets interesting. But as far as like individually in a vacuum, I feel those contracts are more or less pretty fair. But the point you made is a good one. Um, Cause when you're talking about long-term money, Terry Rozier is not long-term money. DeJounte Murray is now 
I think it's reasonable long-term money, right? Like that's as, um, you know, there are two, two factors involved here. One is you've got a cap and a tax line that's going to continue to go up because of NBA revenue. So some contracts that don't look so good now are going to look good in a year or two. I remember saying this when they signed Chris Bosh all the way back in 2014. Everybody hated that contract, right? That would have been a lovely contract if Chris didn't get sick, okay? Because of the way that, again, the – And it the, was. Uh, the cap increase. It was. It was. Exact. But some at the time the did player. not feel that way. But some at the time did not feel that way. They felt like they spent too much because, again, they were competing with Houston, and they had kind of created this sort of semi-fake leverage with Houston. But – and a lot of Heat fans were like, he's not worth that. Uh, and I was like, no, that that's going to look like a very good number. Just like, to be honest, Tyler Hero's number is going to look just fine, okay, for what he produces. Um, so I think I think it's a re- – they're both unreasonable contracts. I, I, I absolutely – for the current times, they're both. But one of them can go out two more years than the other, right? If DeJounte was to opt in to the last year of his deal – at 31 million, and he may not at that point. Who knows where he is as a player? But uh, it, you're talking about two more years potentially. Um, and some teams, look, there are some teams that want the longer term contract because they're in an unattractive market and they want the stability. If you're in an Indiana or an OKC or a Utah, and you can sign, you can sign or acquire a player who is going to have you know numerous years with you, and you don't have to go replace that player. That's a benefit. Miami's a little bit different, particularly when you're again you're dealing with what are you going to do with Jimmy at the end of his deal, right? You got another BAM extension, a max, max, excuse me, coming down the road. You still got Tyler's money, okay? And Duncan's money is going to come off the book soon, but these are all things to consider. So for Miami, having the longer term deal, I don't think is necessarily more attractive. I think that is a point for Rozier, okay? Um, but what we're going to get into on the other side of it is more where I want to bring you in on it. So is who can help more now and who do you trust more going into the future to be part of a, of a build? And I think that's, that's really where this is at. And then again, what you give up for them. So we're going to do that here in a second. We do want to mention a great sponsor for the five reasons sports network. Most of our sponsors here, we know our audience. We know it's like 95% men. Okay. We know the age bracket, all the rest of this stuff, but we do have some female listeners and we also have, some folks who just want to do something nice for someone in your life, right? So check out shoptubculture.com. If you're looking to do something nice, this is the place. A great local business right here in South Florida, and they're huge Miami Heat fans as well. Our friends uh, at Tub Culture, they make bath and body products, everything from bath bombs to shower steamers to soaps and lotions, and you may not know what those things are, but I'm sure that somebody else does and will absolutely love them. All of these products are handmade using gentle natural ingredients with no animal testing. And while you're at it, you may want to buy some soap for yourself. You know, try to look clean. She or he or whoever it is doesn't want you smelling like sweat and beer. Use the promo code 5, F-I-V-E, and get 10% off your order of 20 bucks or more. Again, use the promo code 5, F-I-V-E, and get 10% off your order of 20 bucks or more. Go to shoptubculture.com. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why... 
I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. Means you can use them longer. And also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harry's.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let's get to this. Real Before we get to who would go the other direction, who do you like more as a fit for this Miami Heat group? Rozier or Murray? Oh, my God. You love giving me the tough questions. Um, my immediate... But this is, to... is the obvious question. Like, no, I know, I know. Fit? I didn't have to I, game this podcast. Know. You know what I was going to ask. For sure, but, man, I don't... Okay, so my immediate instinct is to be like, what do you think, Ethan? But no, in reality, <laughs> what I'm going to say is like, I've been trying to, I've, I've been thinking about it, right? Because this has obviously been um, a, a subject uh, a, a, on Heat Twitter and especially on our Discord server. My goodness, it's been every day for months talking about different point guards that may or may not be available. So there's been a lot of thought going into this. And like I said before, just to kind of sum things up as far as to where I stand, um, Kyle's not not doing enough. I don't think he is the cause of all their problems. I don't think trading him will fix all their problems. However, they definitely should look into trading for an upgrade at point guard and just kind of more or less shoring that position up for the future. I mean, going forward this year and for the future. And I think that's what this comes down to because we all can see that they can use a little bit of offensive juice. And also their defense hasn't been maybe up to par every night this season. But I think for me, I have more confidence that when it matters most, their defense will be able to kind of get back to where it's supposed to be as long as they can show that throughout the regular season. But um, their offense to me is what is what needs a little bit more. And um, Murray gives you both. 
right? Murray gives you both. And that's why he's worth the price that he's kind of reported as being up for when it comes to you got to trade two first round picks for him. Um, I don't know if the Heat will end up thinking that he is worth that price. I think that's what this all comes down to. But for me, Murray, like, He's he's a very very good player. You saw it in the in the Hawks game the other night. You've seen it before. He's killed the Heat before, whether as a first option or a second option. He obviously wouldn't be your first option here, but he would take up a whole lot of on ball responsibility, and so would Rozier. But I guess if you're just trying to compare the two, um, they're both obviously most likely going to be going for different prices. Where Rozier might be available for I don't know a pick and something else, and Murray is it, it, it might take two, but Murray can get to the rim. Rozier can get to the rim. Both are not great finishers. I would say um, just looking at the percentages, Murray is the better one and has had better seasons uh, shooting at the rim than Rozier has. I would say Rozier is the better three-point shooter. Not that he's like amazing, but he's had pretty good percentages throughout his career on pretty high volume. Um, He's also a good mid-range shooter, just like DeJounte is. Um, I think DeJounte settles a little bit more in in the mid-range and in that kind of floater range sometimes, and that's where – um, he likes to take some shots when things kind of bog down. Whereas Rozier, I don't know, he, he's, I don't know, he might take a shot from anywhere. You know what I mean? Like I, he's not as predictable. Um, and I'm not, that, that sounds like I'm talking bad about DeJounte. I'm not, because I think DeJounte is a better player. I think it's a more dynamic fit because you can keep him on there for defense and you can throw on, you can throw in a bigger lineup like we've been talking about and you don't sacrifice having a point guard out there. And it's a guy who's been an all-star before, been an all-defensive player before. And some of the defense has dropped off a little bit in Atlanta. I think the the hope would be that, you know, the Heat would be able to get the best out of him. And I think there is something to be said about the offensive side of the floor, trimming out some of the fat in his game and maybe taking, a, a you know, one or two less middies and one or two more at the rim. Or just because I really do think he is very good when he's attacking. And he is a good mid-range player too, so I'm I'm not trying to trash it like those are bad shots. I still want I would still want him to take those shots. I just think it's about like, you know, if you can get a couple more at the rim. I mean, the Heat need those points, and just you know, getting into the paint in general is a great thing. Um, can help generate shots, and I think the Heat would very much benefit from an attacking Dejounte Murray. And look, he's having a career year um, when it comes to shooting, shooting 38 percent. Uh, from three, shooting 50% in the mid-range. Those are both career highs. And, you know, he's doing it on a career-high volume from three. The The mid-range volume is a little bit down. So he's you're already seeing some of that stuff that I'm talking about here when it comes to trimming out the fat, where, like, he's still very good in the mid-range, but just taking a couple less brought the efficiency up. And I think the it really comes down to whether you think the finishing is something that can be better. Because it uh, with, bo- with both him and Rozier, it's like, do you do you value how much do you value rim pressure in in the sense that like you're you're getting you're gonna create rim pressure with both of them. They might not finish at a high rate. And I think even with that, I'm still very much intrigued. And I think like the real difference between them is the size and the defense, right? It's like Murray is six five, six six with a six ten wingspan. He's been an all defensive player before. Rozier is six one, six two, has pretty long wingspan himself, six eight. And, you know, we've seen him compete in the playoffs before when he was playing for the Celtics. And he's been up and down. But, you know, having that playoff experience, I'm, I'm sure the Heat would like that. So, to me, either one, they're pretty good. But the biggest question, and I know I'm rambling here, but you asked me about both of them. So, I'm, like, trying to combine all my thoughts. Um, the biggest question comes down to, like I kind of hinted at before, 
how do you slot this person in whether you know whichever one you're talking about here if you're gonna start them right you're starting them next to tyler um who the four is i don't know because they really shifted so many times this season i don't know who they would start I, i'm guessing it would be a high smith or a caleb who knows if they want to go back to Jovic? I, I don't i don't know where their head is at right now with the four position so i'm not even going to try to act like i know but i think it's more about the offense and how much they can move the ball I think you would have you would have to be sure that they're going to move the ball enough at a high enough level because you're already having some of those problems that we've been talking about where it's like there's some stagnation, you know, guys want to get their own shots and everybody wants to blame Tyler for that. It's not all Tyler. Like multiple guys have are out there have have one-on-one games and it's like you're going to be incorporating another on-ball guy who has big responsibility and Rozier has had that too by the way. It's not just Murray. And I think you'd have to be confident that you're going to get similar impact despite a smaller role and that they're not going to do too much. And I think if you're confident that either one of them can do that for you, then you make the trade, whether it's the first and the salary filler or first and the second or the two first. I don't know what what they want to do to me. It, it sounds like to me, based on everything you guys have heard, that they're trying to see if they can flip maybe like a Kyle in a second, maybe one of their current contracts. I don't know that they want to spend those first. I think those players in a vacuum are worth the first. If you're confident that the fit will be good, I think they're 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 pretty much worth it. All right, so let me let me start here um, on, on all of it. <laughs> the first part is uh, I, I think you'll have uh, a different four based on which of the two of them you get. So it, you you hit on it uh, when you were talking about um, Dejounte's defense because. I kind of feel like if they got Murray, you could start Jovic um, because you would have Murray to guard the point of attack consistently and you go that direction. If you have Rozier, maybe a little bit more of an open question. Uh, I don't know if Caleb would still be here, but he's he would be an option. Highsmith would be an option. You could go that direction. I mean, Hawkins could be an option, um, you know, as, as you go forward. But to me, the, the debate here, uh, it does in a lot of ways. It comes down to contract and compensation, right? And by that, I'm talking about player compensation. So with Murray, you're making a longer-term commitment to the player. The player is better than the other player. I mean, I, I, the player offers you more possibility. Now, Rozier is having a career year. I give him credit for it. You know what he is. He's a 6-1 guard. And to me, he's not a foundation piece. He's like a really good add to a build. I mean, he's not a foundation piece. And then there is the question of him and Tyler. When you talk about uh, if Tyler's going to still be here, the two of them together and balancing that shot diet between the two of them. And um, the defense. That, right. Well, and I think the shot diet issue. thing applies to both backcourts because they both take a lot of shots and both handle a lot. But the defense between Rozier and, and Tyler, I think, would be the bigger issue. Well, the, 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 but the thing is this. On the other side, we've seen DeJounte try to play with Trey. And, you know, I was I was following some Hawks fans yesterday who were like, they're better without the other. Like, that has not worked. So if, if it hasn't really worked with DeJounte and Trey, and Trey is it going to work with DeJounte and Tyler? But I do and it's think, not just Tyler. It's Jimmy and Bam, too. And then you have Hawkins over guess, here who's getting more. You have Duncan who you're trying me, to incorporate more. How do you keep the ball movement up, I think, is the bigger question. Like, with either one of these guys, I think you have to, okay. like, there has to be an emphasis on it almost because it's you're incorporating another big time usage guy. Like that's not easy. All right. So the overall point here is 
if you're making a play for DeJounte, you are planning on making a long-term commitment to him, and you're probably giving up more compensation. So you have to be absolutely sure about fit. And it does come into how he guards with Tyler. But also, we do think that, I think at least, DeJounte will get back to his defensive principles when he's in a better defensive situation. I, I think a lot of this has had to do – we saw it in San Antonio when he was coached by Pop, that he can defend. That was his calling card early on in his career. So he's capable of that. But if you're going to make that kind of commitment to him, you got to be sure of it. To me, Rozier, again, I don't want to call him a stopgap option because he's better than that. But it's a shorter-term deal. The contract can probably flipped again if you need to. And so my lean on what they would ultimately do, and again, I can't, I can't speak to whether they'll ever actually do anything, but my lean on what they would ultimately do is Rozier is the compromise option. Like he, he's the compromise op option to juice your offense right now and potentially become a tradable piece. And you kind of see how it works between him and Tyler. And if it doesn't work, then you decide what you're going to move on from. If you're going to get DeJounte, I think you're going to get DeJounte to be part of your core. Like that is your, and so I, I, I'll, we got to finish here, honestly, because we're already over where we were going to go. But like, <laughs> I, I guess that becomes the question is, is, to, is DeJounte enough of a long-term upgrade over what you might otherwise get to be worth what their price will probably be, which is, you know, multiple picks or uh, a pick and Jovich or something along those lines. I got to make the money work. So that's not going to be enough on its own, but that, that becomes the question. And, and I, I think the lean right now is to kind of go halfway on this, right? Like not give up all of the future assets uh, that you have, but get Jimmy somebody who gives him a better chance, somebody who can give you 23 in a playoff game and has been in those situations before. My lean for short term would be Rozier for that reason, because it gives you flexibility going forward. If you're going after DeJounte, DeJounte's the guy. Like, not that you can't flip the contract in a year or two, you probably could, but it, it, you, you are getting him to be part of a core group with Bam and Jimmy. And um, and and you're a little bit more pot committed in that way because you you've given up more assets to get him. So is that, your is that a fair way to look at it? So you're basically saying kind of like that. Rozier is like the hedge play, where like you still might have another first left. Maybe you keep that second. Yeah. You keep Jovic. I don't know because we don't know exactly what it would take, and there could be a bidding war. Same thing with Murray. So we don't know the exact price. I'm just spitballing. I, I get it. I get why you say that. And even though it, it it's the shorter term contract. Um, it's like you said, it's kind of a stopgap plus because you know that he can give you stuff. I think there would be obviously more questions with him because of the, you know, having a small guard out there. Maybe that it would be the play where they start him throughout the season and they still get to bigger lineups in their rotations. And then in the playoffs, maybe he, he comes off the bench just to admit it because they're not going to bench Tyler. Let's just get out of, get that out of the way for as much as a lot of people want to do that right now. I don't think that's going to happen. I'd be shocked. Um, and so I think that might be like a card that Spo could could pull where it's like you you make everybody happy during the regular season. Rozier and Tyler start. You try to see what that pairing looks like. You, you try to, you know what I mean, get a sample for um, what they are together. And as far as Rozier with the best players as well. Um, and then after that, you know, you give them a decent amount of responsibility. Obviously not second option Hornets responsibility or even first when LaMelo was out. But um, you see how it works. And then in the playoffs, um, maybe you just use them as this 
spark plug off the bench who can give you buckets and, and produce. Um, and specifically, probably when Tyler is off the floor, just so you don't have the two small guards out there. The Murray thing, it's almost to me, it's because I completely understand your reasoning. The Murray thing is like, uh, if Rozier is worth the one, I, I'd be more than happy doing two for Murray because I think that's a pretty good that's pretty good value for a guy of his caliber. And again, it all comes down to more than just what they are in a vacuum and if they're worth that in a vacuum. It's how do you incorporate them? And I do think it would be a challenge for Spo. I don't think it's really easy. I don't think it would be like this seamless fit like people try to make it as because he plays defense and he seems like a heat culture type player and the character and the competitiveness and all that. And I like it. I appreciate it. He, he, the attacking would help, you know, with both of them. But it's like but with both of them, like I keep saying, it would be a lot to figure out on ball. Tyler, like the emphasis for him to get off ball would be would become bigger, right? I think Bam, you know, like he's been getting a steady diet of kind of these uh, one-on-one plays out of the, you know, they, they, they might run the cross screen into the post up and then it just turns into Bam one-on-one. Maybe some of those come down. I'm sure Jimmy is fine letting other guys score during the regular season. How do you handle that in the playoffs? Because Jimmy is your number one shot creator in the playoffs. So those are a lot of questions that I think are kind of, you know, luxurious problems to have if you're, if you're Spo. But you absolutely have to consider these things when you're trading for a guy. So I would prefer just going all in and going. I think two picks for a guy of Murray's caliber is good. I think it's pretty good value. But I get where you're coming from with the Rozier thing. It would still kind of be long term. It's just not as long term. You know, it's a couple seasons as opposed to like four or whatever it is with Murray's extension. So, um, you know, I think it's a good conversation and I think it's, you know, we're going to be monitoring these guys. I mean, I think you characterize it right by saying it's a hedge play. To, to me, Rosier is a hedge play. Like I, I, there is, and, and I'll close it here. And thanks to our sponsors, Tub Culture and Better Edge. I think that doing nothing at this point with Kyle Lowry as your point guard is a choice <laughs> that's a choice like there, there's risk to that in a year that you're trying to help jimmy butler get over the top because he's not contributing enough and there's nobody who can argue he is in fact they won't argue he is so if you want to show that you're trying to make some kind of an improvement without giving up too much of the future so you still have flexibility as much as i like Dejounte murray better as a player than i do terry rozier I don't know that I would give up Nikola Jovic's future or another first round pick when you've got somebody like Adam Simon who's been hitting on these picks for that player right now. If they do it, I won't be against it. But I think if the option is to make the hedge play, get yourself some offensive juice with a guy who you know can produce. And yes, there's going to be fit issues because there's going to be, uh, let's just be honest. There's going to be fit issues with anybody with Tyler in the starting lineup along with Jimmy um, because Duncan Robinson is the player that fits better in the starting lineup, but we know that they're not going to do that and we're not even advocating for that because of the other issues that are involved with that. But I think at this point, if you're Spo, you'd rather have the talent and try to figure it out than being tied with one hand behind your back at this point where you're essentially starting a point guard who can't create anymore uh can't defend at the point of attack and won't shoot like just, just give us something and terry rosier will give you something i don't think there's any question and he's become you mentioned he's become a more efficient player over time like he has not been a you know the so-called sprays looter in a riot he's not been that this year his percentages for a team that has needed him to score and be a high volume player 
he's produced at a very efficient yeah. level for that role. So this is not just a chucker, so to speak. He has some chucking tendencies, uh, and then they will have to mitigate on this roster. But I would think he'd understand that he played on a team with Boston with a lot of yeah. talent. Yep. And he found a way to fit. And he's on the a team better with Kyrie now. and Hayward. And I know they were out during that playoff run when he was scary Terry and all that. But it was still Tatum and Brown on there. I mean, right. He, and he was he was productive in big moments. And, and, and other now. teams would have to worry about him as a threat. And you know how I know that? The Heat worry about him as a threat when they face him. Ain't nobody worrying about Kyle Lowry as a threat at this stage of his career. So we'll close with that. All right. Thanks to our sponsors. ShopTubCulture.com. Uh, again, use the code five and better edge five RSN. We did 32 minutes on this. We didn't even get into Tyus Jones, Spencer Dinwiddie. We got a lot of transaction pods coming up. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the Fivers and sports network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.